Attention all podcasts of the Solar Federation. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. Okay, so, what's a vampire's favorite ship? Uh, I don't know. A blood vessel. Oh, that's fascinating. Right? Well, what do you call a fat psychic? Oh, that's easy. A fortune teller. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, did you hear about that kidnapping? Oh, no. Oh, it's fine. He eventually woke up. Welcome to the Intergalactic Boombox, your weekly dose of nerdity and audio proof that a voice actor's idea of therapy is talking to himself. My name's Kyle Bear, anime and video game voice actor, and your host and captain of the universe's only podcasting spaceship running on canola oil and really weird dreams. So guess what? I got merch. If you want a bumper sticker that promotes this show without the words Intergalactic Boombox, it's just the icon that you see on the chapter art there. Boost at least 25,000 sats on a podcasting 2.0 app and you got to live in the U.S. In fact, you can see what that bumper sticker looks like right now by glancing at the chapter art in a podcasting 2.0 player app like Fountain, Podverse, Castomatic, CurioCaster, Podfriend. And I tell you what, if you're listening to this show on Apple or Spotify or Google or one of the big ones, they aren't doing things like chapters and value for value support with microtransactions. That's what I'm talking about. Your boosts send micropayments directly to this podcast as you listen in app. It's a concept of value for value. You determine what the content you're hearing is worth. So once again, only way to get the Intergalactic Boombox sticker is boosting at least 25,000 sats. And that equals, just so you know, roughly $5. Make sure to include your email in the boost message if you want that sticker, and I'll, I'll get it in the mail within the week. Latest member of our Boots on the Ground viral advertising project is TopWK1, who says, would love a sticker. Dunyan rings, good sir. Thanks for the boost. Next up, let's celebrate Satcats. This week, Satcats boosted Satoshis within the Fountain app. Journeyman Masta says, fun pod. Thanks for 48 sats, man. Rasta Calavera said, I added nine more sats for Ken. Dunyan rings brought a large smile to my face. Wow, Ken, that brings the grand total of sats just for you to 18. Herbert, why don't you go dunk your junk in some liquid nitrogen? I love you, Ken. May your ramen be rancid. <laughs> okay. Moron. Richie 2030 boosted 190 sats. Says, really enthusiastic people. Congratulations. I like to think we're pretty positive and enthusiastic here. Uh, he is here. Oh, speaking of enthusiastic, it's Popaganda. Conspiracy's dead. <laughs> Everybody's has fun tonight. <laughs> okay. Everybody wank chunk tonight. Wank chunk? Ooh, ooh, I look just like Buddy Holly. <laughs> okay. Mariana, Mariana Cross. That's two different songs. I for to love mashup. Yeah, if you love mashups, check out DJ Cummerbund on YouTube. Good stuff. <laughs> the question of the week. Andor. It's definitely a more mature, darker show, right in line with Star Wars Rogue One. A lot of politics involved, but unlike the prequel trilogy, the politics in this are actually interesting. I mean, it won't hold a kid's attention. There's not a lot of action. It's kind of a slow burn. Character and world building are the key ingredients here. B2EMO or B2EMO. He's a new droid with a stutter. Guess he's like the porky pig of Star Wars. I don't know. Let me ask my AI assistant. Yo, Baba! Holy Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. What is it now? Hey, Bubba, what's your take on the latest Star Wars droid, B2 Emo? Well, honestly, if I can have a southern accent and a lisp, 
Be too emo can stutter. At least they try to make each one unique. Character traits. It's a concept. <laughs> You're not wrong. Ellen Tudyk played a likable AI nearly 20 years ago. And then Rogue One comes along and they say, Hey, just play iRobot again, but make him funny. Right. Be too emo is less Porky Pig and more like Max Headroom. All right, I'll buy that. So what are your thoughts on Andor? Mighty Avenger says, I'm enjoying it so far, so it's a slow buildup, but this is great. The more gaps that add more to the timeline make more sense how it all began before Rogue One. Yeah, well, it is a prequel to Rogue One, which is a sequel to the prequel trilogy, but a prequel to the sequel trilogy, but not the new sequel trilogy. Justin says it's good and it has something with the prequel to Rogue One. Also, I still need to watch more real-life Star Wars TV shows on Disney+. Plus. Night Star Fury says, I don't have Disney+, Plus, so I can't watch it. The Hoop Central says, Andor is amazing so far. Evangeline Hartwick says, I like Diego Luna. That's all I need. What trading cards did you collect when you were growing up? I was growing up in the 70s. I was all about Kiss in my childhood. It may have been the first cards I collected, actually. There's so many duplicates, though. And card packs in the 70s and the 80s, probably the 90s. I don't know. When did they stop with the stick of really bland chewing gum in there? And it would kind of mess up that first card. And, of course, I did collect the Star Wars Empire and Jedi sets, all the different colored packages. I don't think I ever completed any one of them. But when you're a kid, you don't have disposable income to just blow on unopened boxes, hoping you can actually complete a set or score those sweet chase cards. I remember when the 1989 Tim Burton, Michael Keaton Batman came out. I collected those cards. Uh, Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. Those were premium ones. They were like widescreen cards. They were really nice. Remember the widescreen cards for Star Wars and other things? I got The Crow in 1994, the Brandon Lee one. And something I really cherish is when I started uh, voicing Gohan on Dragon Ball Z, I got a framed, uncut sheet of DBZ cards. So what trading cards... Did you blow your allowance on as a youngling? Boost your reply on a podcasting 2.0 app with a custom micropayment amount, which supports the show with value for value. Boost! Or at BoomboxPod on Twitter. Whoa, I... A leprechaun? Hey, good day to you. Uh, uh, hi, uh, who are you? Oh, goodness me. Where are me manners? Allow me to introduce myself. I be Death Metal Dan O'Hulahan. Death Metal Dan? Why do they call you that? It's easy, don't you know? Death Metal happens to be my favorite music. Jeez. I wanted to remind you about a meme I saw on me Facebook feed. Okay. October 21st, it would seem to be proclaimed National Throw Short People Day. Oh, someone's trying to get cancelled. I only have but one humble request. Uh-huh. Do not engage in such shenanigans. It's rude. <laughs> yeah. Not cool. Even if ye has permission. Heed the wise words of Gimli from Lord of the Rings. Nobody touches that dwarf. That's not a euphemism. Aye. Uh, does, does that hurt when you do that whole growly thing? A wee bit. But a nice guttural throat ripper clears me sinuses, don't you know? Oh, wow. Wow, you're putting subwoofers to the test, man. Oh, you see, my nostrils be opening up. <laughs> Oh, jeepers, I'm ripe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you'll excuse me, I needs to dunk myself in an Irish spring. I be smelling like fanboy. You know, Death Metal Dan, your leprechaun suit looks kind of hot for this time. You're all sweaty and stuff. What's that made of? Satin. Oh, I walked right into that one. The fans demanded it. Marvel has listened. Wolverine is coming back, baby. Yeah, Hugh Jackman will reprise his role one more time for Deadpool 3. In an announcement made by the one and only Ryan Reynolds. Mark your calendars, folks, although it is a pretty long wait. September 6, 2024. 
Sean Levy will direct. He did Free Guy, so I think we're in good hands. It will be set before the futuristic date in Logan. So may the big screen bromance laden with carnage commence. AI continues to be a controversial topic. Art generators become the stuff of nightmares, creating art that people simply can't pull off. Developments in robotics bring us one step closer to Skynet on a daily basis. And program voiceover performances make life easier for movie studios and harder for actual flesh-and-blood humans like me that aren't rich celebs who do it for a living. Studio execs behind closed doors are scheming, you know, like, I got it. Let's not hire voice actors at all. Let's just get some code monkeys to mash up audio files of existing performances. Huh? 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 Yeah? Let's pay them less than an actual actor and make them work more hours. I mean, sure, you get half-baked results like the initial Sonic movie design, the Shrek-like She-Hulk, and Cyberpunk 2077 released unfinished despite eight years of development. So Val Kilmer on Top Gun Maverick, who's unfortunate bout with throat cancer a few years back, led to the mutual decision to augment his performance artificially. And that one works, because on screen his character suffered the same affliction. And you heard the not-so-great result on The Book of Boba Fett when a computer spit out more replicated Mark Hamill wood than the forest moon of Endor. However, the tech worked brilliantly on the Obi-Wan series with Vader, as his sound is meant to be machine-laden anyway. Now comes the revelation that James Earl Jones himself, he's no spring chicken, he's what, a spry 91? So it makes sense that he is fully endorsing AI to do the heavy lifting for future VO performances of Vader, based on hours of audio throughout the franchise to call from. I'm also thinking his agent carved out a pretty sweet deal every time Disney wants to bring Vader back again. He's got to be thinking to himself, this makes up for that time CNN lifted his phrase, this is CNN, which is from an interview he did with them. And they just ended up chopping that out and using it in promos without paying him. Douche move, cheese bag. The Joker has been known by various names through the years. Jack Napier, Arthur Fleck, but now DC Cannon. It's actually revealing the name to be, wait for it. Okay, here it comes, Jack White. <laughs> like the singer, Jack White, on his Instagram said, I'd love to thank DC Comics for giving the Joker the name of Jack White after me. Well, I don't know if they really did that after him, but anyway. He says, though his hair is usually not as blue as mine, because Jack White has very blue hair right now, I still take it as a flattering gesture on their part and consider it, and consider it an honor. If you want to see where this revelation of Joker's real name being Jack Oswald White, check out the Flashpoint Beyond, issue number five. So I guess it's part homage to the singer and the other part to the guy who supposedly killed JFK, or maybe the lucky rabbit, I guess? From my top secret bunker in Pahrump, Nevada, where crop dusting is a term of endearment for all the chemtrails. Oh, sorry, stratospheric aerosol injection. Might as well call them plane farts with poison aerial skid marks. Conspiracy here with all the news you can't use. Page one. A recent American Airlines flight kept passengers annoyed and intrigued. As erupting from the PA system came what sounded like a hungover dude on the verge of blowing chunks, or the side effects of being forced to watch Rob Zombie's Munsters movie on repeat. Yeah, that's not awkward. Airline spokespersons attribute the audio non-entertainment as a mechanical issue. Oh, dear God in heaven. Yeah, excuse me for barging in on your news segment. You're not excused. I pontificate another explanation. God, I know who you are. You're that para-abnormal investigator. <laughs> the one and only EVP. Yeah, great. I study electronic voice phenomenon. 
Oh, yeah, that's my cue. Do, 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 do. There's no evidence of tampering with the PA system or anyone hijacking the signal. Okay, so what the hell was it? I say that plane was haunted. And I say you're an evolutionary cul-de-sac. Page two. A genital catastrophe took place in Nigeria as 16 sacks were suspiciously seized by authorities at Lagos International Airport. I imagine things went south when customs asked, so do you have anything to declare? Oh, you know, donkey dongs headed for Hong Kong. That's right, folks, schlongs by the thousands, worth over a hundred grand. Now, I don't know what's more insane, animal genital smuggling or the fact that someone calculated the street value. Gee, son, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a ween counter. Good God. Page three, the miracle of childbirth. Having the ability to poop life is a magical thing, but it can also be used as an excuse for self-serving perks. Pretending to be pregnant on a plane so you can use the first class bathroom or to get an annoying roommate to skit skedaddle. Enter Robin Folsom of Georgia. She faked pregnancy in order to have seven weeks of paid vacation from her government job. Co-workers noticed a pregnant belly prosthetic and saw differing pictures of various children she claimed to be her own with changing skin tones. Folsom is up for one count of identity fraud and three counts of making false statements as a government employee. I say send her to Folsom Prison. She's already got the name. They can just crank up some Johnny Cash. Orange is the new man in black. And I'm spent. That's all the news you can't use. Conspiracy here from my baby bump in Pahrump. Aw, look at the time. The Intergalactic Boombox is shrink-wrapped and mint in the box. Parts of this podcast were vacuum-sealed. Other parts were vacuumed by seals. Remember, kids, CAPTCHA stands for a completely automated public Turing test to tell computers and humans apart. It is not an Australian saying the word capture. Till next time, doodles. Doodles.